If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. Hello, Suns fans. Welcome back. Sorry for that. Um, Yeah, so we've only got a 45-minute limit on our streaming uh, due to the plan that we're on with Spreaker. However, we could upgrade to a higher plan, which is currently on sale due to Black Friday. So if we can get enough donations in through our Patreon, uh, thanks to Paul Vosti, Tom Kim, Chris Moore, Dale Snelling, James Wood, Kate Kelland, Brody Burgess, and Tim. If we can get the uh, Patreon up to, I don't know, $60 a month, I reckon we could afford the uh, the extra money for the, the uh, higher tier subscription, which is about uh, $10 more per month. Uh, however... That's only a Black Friday sale, which ends in, what, two days, I think? So, I don't know what our chances are. But anyway, I'll just put that out there. Now, while we've been gone, Tom, Mm -hmm. we've had a couple of picks happen. We've had Caleb Sarong go to Fremantle, as we discussed, Nightmare was picking, and Kaltumi as well. We've had Liam Henry go to Fremantle as well due to a bid from Carlton everybody's favourite team I say that (laughs) extremely sarcastically in case you don't understand and of course Carlton being the party poopers they are have decided not only are they going to bid for Neil Liam Henry they're going to bid for Tom Green so two failed bids for Carlton just shows you that no one wants to go there and Tom Green is now at the Giants. We see Carlton. Hang on, hang on. A trade's happened. I told you this the would happen off air. The Suns have come in to pick 11. I told you this would happen. Bloody Carlton. I'm turning it up. I'm turning it up. So Suns have picked Sam Flanders. From, uh, he was from Gippsland Power. He was predicted to go at number five to Sydney, and it hasn't eventuated. Now, I don't have Samuel much on him. I didn't, Flanders. I didn't think we'd pick Flanders. Lukosius and Rankin presenting the jumper again. Uh, wow. How, how? How How has this pick come in? What's What's been traded? Gold Coast receive 11 and 62 for 17 and 22. So we've 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 gone all in with our, our picks from this year. Mm, we've got pick sixty two now for our fourth pick, which I, I I'm I'm going to say right away we we might use on a guy like uh, Josh Gore. Well, potentially we've nominated Conan Gore and do you know who the other the third player was from the Brian Brian Gilmore? So we've um, nominated those I, blokes. And if I, I, another club, I, I don't trust. Them, I don't we, really we trust that because them. that's that's an old like that 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 was a long time ago. In that, I mean, it's obviously got to be the, one of those three, mm. right? Well, we but, don't um, necessarily. We could take the empty pick and go to the preseason draft, and then just select yeah. those three academy boys as rookies. Um, now, Sam Flanders is a one eighty two centimeter. 
82 kilo midfielder from Gibson Power Vic Country. According to the bio here on afl.com.au, Flanders is a high-impact player. He can change a game in a burst, whether it be bolting out of a stoppage and shrugging off tacklers, or when he goes forward either in the air as a strong overhead mark for his size or when he shows his power at ground level. He mm. rose to the occasion late in the NAB League season with some standout displays and he enjoys being in the action, getting in the face of opponents and the odd scuffle. He's a constant <laughs> character and plays with that energy. He could bring a few element he could bring a new element to Sydney's midfield, having shown he has improved his running with good results at the draft combine. So that was taken from uh, Cal Toomey's uh, prediction of Sam Flanders going to Sydney at pick five. Do we like that? Do we like Sam Flanders at pick five? I thought if we were going to move up the order, it would be for a a uh, Brody Camp or a, mm. um, a Robertson or even. Don't Will forget, we, we we've still got a bunch of picks next year that we can we can buy into this first round again. I mean, this is pick 11. We've got pick 11 next year. So we could be looking at, uh, you know, who's next off the off the rank. Melbourne's next off the rank. Uh, I don't think Melbourne's likely to trade out. But a team like Hawthorne, who you just don't know what Hawthorne's going to do, they could sort of be like, all right, well, the players that we wanted have already gone. You know, we wanted Sam Flanders or, you know, whatever. And uh, and, and Hawthorne could say, all right, we'll, we'll uh, give us your, your pick 11 next year and we'll give you our pick 12 this year. Anything could happen. Okay. Well, while we're doing that, Tom, could you do me a favour and try to find the draft points rankings so we can work out how much the Suns gave away for um, pick 11? Um, yeah. While we are doing that, I will continue discussing what's going on with Sam Flanders. Now, he's an inside midfielder. Uh... I think the Suns seem to be going all... We knew they would go all in on midfielders this year. We picked up key position players last year and a a small forward. So the club was always aware that there were going to be better midfielders in this year's draft. Um, Melbourne has picked Cozzy Pickett uh, at pick number 12. So Hawthorne's now on the board. Um... Yeah, it's interesting. Which, which everyone did did predict. That was a that was a prediction that was fairly. Um, yeah, the, the Melbourne were going to pick Jackson and Pickett, and that's what they've done. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay, internet's quite slow tonight because I imagine everyone's trying to watch the draft. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, at- there's an article on the AFL site says the one quarter of brilliance that got recruiters talking. This is in relation to Sam Flanders. It was half time of Gippsland's powers qualifying final against the Oakley Chargers in the NAB League and there was one name on the lips of every recruiter at Icon Park. Sam Flanders in a quarter had rocketed himself into top five contention. Um, he'd pieced together one of the standout terms of the under-18 season, booting four goals in a brilliant display. Um, He was actually playing against Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson in that game. 
So oh, right. the yeah. competition was pretty good. Um, so he's in more of a an impact forward than an impact midfielder. He averages 23 disposals and 5 tackles a game for Gippsland and also won All-Australian honours at the National Carnival after averaging 23 disposals and 5 clearances for Vic Country. So he can tackle, he can get clearances, he gets the ball, he kicks goals. He's aggressive, combative, and can be in the face of opposition. We need a player like that, don't we? A player with a bit of mongrel. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you can have players who can play you know, 30% of the game in the midfield and just turn the game. Um, he's already 82 kilos. I think uh, we waited for a few of our players who are in the 70s to, to get up to 82 kilos and took five years. I'm not going to name any names, but let's say that they're not at the club any longer. Um, I've done the maths, Shane. Um, look, we, we've we paid over, but this is pick 11, which is normally worth 1,329 points. And... Nominally, our pick was pick 17, although if a bid comes in for uh, Finn McGuinness, that pushes out to 18. But let's say it's 17 for now. And similarly, if a bid comes in before pick 22, which is where our pick 20 had drifted out to, so pick 17 is 1,025, pick 22 is 845. So 1,870. So we're giving away 540. 41 points although they gave back 62 didn't they which would that may go out or come in but that's worth 100 150 points so we're giving up the equivalent of a mid third rounder so in a way and it's a big stretch to say this but in a way Carlton have somewhat compensated us by giving us a fairly cheap deal to move up from 17 to 11 that's I will pay them that backhanded compliment. They are assholes, but they have helped us here. Hey, Tom, this is a family show. Actually, oh, we've got, we've got Sam oh, I thought that was a Category B. Cleary, so we'll just turn that up. No, it's not too bad. Um, no, I'm, I'm stoked to be part of the Gold Coast um, Football Club. Um, yeah, I met some, some amazing boys. I can't wait to get up there and get involved. We've seen a pick go through. The Hawks have taken all day. The guys will assess that in a moment. But Cal Toomey has nailed that in his phantom draft. You were linked to the Swans with pick five. Was there a few nervous moments over the last half hour as clubs kept moving on, moving past you on their boards? Um, well, obviously, I've sort of all I've heard from you know from Trots is you know maybe Swans or Freo. So not so much nervous. Um, I was more just more excited just to see where I was going to go. Um, obviously, because it wasn't Swans or, or Freo. So I'm just happy that um, Suns gave me this opportunity. And what can Suns fans expect from you? You're talking about your physicality during the week. You keen to throw your body around a bit? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think I sort of you know, play on the edge a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, you said that uh, physical side um, and just the explosiveness um, you know, out of packs and, and stuff like that. All right, Sam. Thanks for your time and enjoy the rest of the night with your new teammates. Sweaty. Okay, so that was Sam Flanders there with Mitch Cleary. Um, it, during that, we've had Hawthorne pick Will Day. Now, this is a... A relevant pick for the Suns because Will Day's uh, the cousin of Suns player Sam Day and he's also a big mm. Suns fan. Yeah, and he's gone on record as saying, you know, it's tough to be a Suns fan, but he wouldn't change it. Um, I think Will wanted to get to the Suns and I think the Suns wanted him, 
but it's quite clear here that the Suns have moved up and they haven't taken him. So Flanders was was um, supposed to be off the board by now, and the Suns have moved up for Will, and unfortunately um, there's a player uh, above Will on the Suns' board. Um, a couple of things to mention here. We've, we've got... Uh, we've got a player from Gippsland Power on, on our list at the moment by the name of Ben Ainsworth. So I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't know each other. I mean, they're, they're probably a little bit too far apart to have played with or against each other, but but um, potentially their families know one another. And, um, you know, you'd, you'd say Ben would be the, the, the guy to, um, you know, welcome Sam to the Suns and... Uh, uh, obviously, they, they couldn't have pre-arranged to have him present the jersey. But um, yeah, ben, ben lives up up on the coast now with his family. Uh, they've moved up, so um, that that will be a really good connection for Sam to be able to make. Because uh, as we know, you know these guys are young teenagers and moving a very long way away from home. Another thing to point out would be um, Vic Country players who move into state tend to sort of be less overwhelmed because they're not missing Melbourne because they're not from Melbourne. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, they they, they were going to have, no matter what happened, there's no AFL team in in, in Gippsland, so they they were going to have to move away from home anyway. So moving to Queensland is just uh, a bit further. Hmm. Well, the sad thing that's going to come out of this, I guarantee you, isn't going to be how good is Sam Flanders. It's going to be who did the Suns miss out on with pick 15, uh, 17 and 22. Um, you know, there was talk of Brody Kemp slipping as far down to 15. There was talk of the Suns picking up a, a Bianco or a Gould uh, with their, their pick in the 20s. So that's very interesting. Look, the Suns have just had a thing come up on their mobile app mm. relating to that pick. So I'll see if there's any more info that's come in. In the meantime, Port Adelaide have picked Miles Bergman, uh, who was who was obviously somebody who's uh, been quite impressed by. Uh, pe- people have been looking at him at his, his AFL combine um, results, where he's you know he, he's a decent athlete. Now, it, all of these players are, are tremendous players. Um, it's interesting to me, Shane, that. Up until that pick, we had Gold Coast, Gold Coast, Melbourne, Melbourne. Well, Gold Coast with three picks, Melbourne with two picks, the Giants with two picks, and Fremantle with three picks. So there's a lot of clubs waiting to get into this draft. Who, you know, we're, you know, there's, there's clubs who've really worked their way up the board. You there, Tom? You've cut out. Ten uh, picks. Yeah. No, I'm here. Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, yeah. So we've still yep. got. Uh, I mean, the Bulldogs are about to take their first pick. Geelong as well. Um, there's still a lot to happen. Yeah, well, Geelong, Geelong have got two more picks. But Carlton have now got two picks. Although that 22 is, is tomorrow, um, and and uh, and Port have got two more picks in addition to the one they've just had. So there's a lot of clubs who aren't picking tonight. Unfortunately, uh, the Suns probably don't have another pick unless, like you said earlier, they. Uh, they look to trade some of their capital for next year to try to get back yep. into this year's draft. Yep, and uh, there are clubs who will need 
extra late picks next year to, to, to you know match bids on father sons or academy players. Um, you know the likely trade partners here. Looking at the you know there's, there's only six picks, six seven picks left in this tonight's draft. Mm. Um, if it's not the Bulldogs now, it's either Geelong, Carlton again, Port or Richmond. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's possibilities here, Shane. I mean, the, the, I wouldn't say that, that, say, pick 16 is the equivalent of pick 11 next year, but Geelong are the kind of club who could quite afford to to trade what, 16 or 19 for pick 11 next year, but then give us a, a second rounder or something like that. Um, you know what I mean? It's not going to be in our favour, but if there's a player who we really, really want right now who hasn't been selected... Uh, you know, those are the kinds of clubs that are, and those are the kinds of deals that we're going to have to make. So pick 11 for next year would definitely be in any deal. Um, so whether you want to keep pick 11 next year, which is, you know, obviously there'll be some good players, or bring a group, a, third, a fourth player into this group. Um, you know, another thing to, to, to remember is, you know, live trading isn't just tonight, it's tomorrow. So uh, we could be looking to trade back in early into the second round for a player that's still available that uh, you know could come to us uh, reasonably cheaply. Yeah, we um, there's like we've got plenty of capital for next year, but next year supposedly uh, they say this every year, but next year supposedly not as good of a draft as this year. Obviously, this mm. year isn't on the same level as last year's super draft, but. Combine that with the fact we've got all these next-gen academies and father-sons next year. The value of pick 11, it, do you think maybe it's only... Do you think maybe pick 11 is maybe only worth something at around 15 to 20 this year with the quality of players on the board? Yeah, well, that's the other thing, right? So so pick, pick 11 next year doesn't have that points value that... That we've just we've just traded up to pick eleven. We're not going to be picking at eleven next year. There are going to be players who who will be bid on in that first, just like this year. There'll be players who are bid on and play and, and clubs that come in to match the bids. So uh, it's more going to more likely be thirteen or fourteen by the time it actually comes off the off the board. Um, so you know the. As I said, the six selections left, and that that, that only encompasses three clubs. So uh, we or four clubs. So we, you know, if we've got any, if, if anything's going to happen, that pick eleven as a straight swap, even for sixteen or seventeen, um, if there's a player left like a Brody Kemp who we really, really, really want, then the phone calls are being made right now. Okay, well, since we've been talking, Miles Bergman has been selected by Port Adelaide and Cody Waitman has gone to the Bulldogs. Um, let's go over some Facebook questions we had come through. We put the call out earlier today to our community and we had Rod Walsh ask, should the Suns try to entice Connor Rosie North? Luco's comments suggested he may prefer the relative anonymity in Queensland. Um now, those comments Luco suggest, was talking about in his interview earlier this week after he re-signed with the club was along the lines of uh, talking to his good friend Connor Rosie for Port Adelaide uh, was telling him that 
the uh, the lifestyle in Adelaide was a bit of a, a fishbowl, essentially, and how he gets harassed uh, going out for dinner and things like that. So wow. Obviously, that's a different sort of lifestyle up here on the Gold Coast. Most players could probably walk into a, a cafe or anywhere on the Gold Coast, go to pa- the biggest place on the Gold Coast, Pacific Fair or um, Rabina Town Centre, and not be noticed. Um, so do you think th- yeah. there's any releva- um, relevance to trying to convince someone like Connor Rosie to move north? Yeah, well, this is uh, this is the thing. Look, there's two things I'll say here. For one, I think um, Jack Lacocious and and Ben King were the the, the two guys that, uh, that 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 South Australian fans and St Kilda fans in particular were from from the, the, the this very night last year. They were going on social media saying, "Give it a year, and he'll be they'll be wanting to come home." So we know now that's not the case because both of them extended for, for, you know, three more years. But back then, those kinds of things, you know, it really sucked just reading about that because we're, we're happy we've just got these great players and all of a sudden, you know, we're having it thrown in our faces that, you know, these jealous clubs are, are going to do everything they can. And even, even um, was it the Adelaide Crows who, or was it Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide. Who, who, who said... Um, that the I think it was Port who said we'll just wait two years and then we'll get the coaches to come home. Um, and St Kilda put was very 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 poor by St Kilda. They they said you know see you in a couple of years. You're most welcome to come back to St Kilda, as if he'd ever been a player there for Ben King. So so um, I think this might smack a little bit of the jealousy, and, and now we're sort of saying we'll we'll taunt them. Um, Connor Rose has got three years left on his contract, so I can't see um, I can't see them playing nice about even if he, he's desperate to come to the coast. It could be one of those Tom Papley deals where he just has to wait. Mm. Well, the, another question here is Mark Randall. I'm curious as to whom the Suns will select with pick 15 before bids bump it out to 17, 18. Will they go for another midfielder? Okay, mm. for obviously. The Suns skipped down to 11 to get another midfielder. So, yes, that's what they wanted. Although, on their site, they've listed Sam Flanders as a forward. So, I think they view him as a a half-forward sort of player, which maybe... Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the T-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores. Yes, they're going to try to play Noah Anderson as more of a wingman or inside mid and restrict his forward duties. Um, now, he was pretty, pretty much right with the bids bumping that pick out to 17. And we're about to see Carlton use pick 17, and we'll see what sort of player the Suns could have got. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Tom? Um, well, uh, is, it a, is it Kemp? Yes, Brad yeah. Kemp has gone to Carlton. Well, I mean, this is this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It, it was going to be this 
um, when we've chosen not to. Um, I hate the idea of, of, of drafting players who've done their ACL. I, I just there's like a quarter of a chance that they're going to do it again. And, you know, you don't like to think, you know, the Alex Johnsons of the, of the AFL. I mean, he, he's got a premiership medal, but his career has been completely screwed because he's got bad knees. So if Brody Kemp becomes one of those could have beens for Carlton, I, hope, I, I wish him all the best because I wish he was, he was going to be wearing red next year. But, yeah, there's a risk, high risk and and low reward. I don't know if Carlton's the the right club to pick him because they need him to be playing at round one, and he he probably won't play senior level until 2021. So yeah, weird pick, but anyway, well, um, it's interesting. The other player the Suns have been heavily uh, touted to pick up around that pick was uh, Devin Robertson. Uh, he was Robertson, cap- yeah, yeah, yeah. He was captain of WA in the under eighteen yep. championships, and they actually went on to win the, the championships. Uh, he's he's a ball magnet, and mm. his leadership qualities are better than anyone else in this draft. So, I think maybe the, it's the leadership qualities that have maybe been blown out of proportion because the, the that's certainly his key feature as a player um maybe once the tape has been watched over and over and over and over again you'll see that really he was a, a good player in a, in a very good team and he was one of the main factors behind their cohesiveness let's not forget that the worst team at the national championships was Vic metro and they were running around with anderson and Raoul. so you know for a team to win that competition and and to knock out players, uh, you know, teams like Vic Metro, full of talent, um, you know, they they need they need they, it probably speaks more to their cohesion. So Robinson would be a good pickup for anyone, but maybe he's a second rounder. Hmm. Um, although you know he could get picked up anytime soon. Um, that's certainly uh, thing. But it, yeah, he was sliding, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was sliding. He was originally in the top ten. He was sliding out to the end of the first round. So live trading certainly makes the uh, draft night more interesting, doesn't it? There's always the possibility. Oh yeah, the Suns yeah, for sure. Trade back into the draft, even tomorrow night. I mean, the AFL is becoming a twelve-month industry because people have been talking non-stop about the trade period and about the draft night. And now we're going to still have a bit of a buzz after this, you know, there's a second night, of course, in the draft. And then people are going to be sort of buzzing about it for a while. And then all of a sudden you've got the AFLW are going to, going to, going to be, you know, their pre-season started. Obviously the actual AFL pre-season's, um, you know, underway as far as the training camps and all those kinds of things. So, you know, a day doesn't go by when there's not a new news story. So I think they're doing a really good job because uh, other other sports are in and out of the of the news in six or seven months a year, and then you just barely hear about them for the whole off season. Okay, well, I didn't see this one coming. Poor Adelaide no. has picked someone called Mitch Georgiades. Georgiades is a guy who spent most of this year injured, and therefore he wasn't in any conversations. However, Cal uh, Toomey, I'll pay that. He's been he's. He's been mentioning where he goes. I don't think Cal had him this high, but Cal had him somewhere. Um, 
I'm just going to go back through Nightmare and see if Nightmare had him in the top 30. No, 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 no. So Nightmare had him at 37, so, you know, end of the, the second round. So he's come in quite a bit earlier than that. Um, he's from WA, so again, he's part of that 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 team. Um, and he is a... Um, his, his old man played for Footscray, so lived in WA, but but uh, not surprising uh, that he's happy to travel around. Um, it looks like he's uh, uh, what is he? A key forward, so you know, goal kicker. Um, uh, Port Adelaide haven't got a sh- any shortage of those, but then again, they're you know they're goal kicking. They they've got a few older players, haven't they? So yeah, interesting. And they're always injured. Charlie Dixon has barely played any games since he left the Suns. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've got another question here again from Rod Walsh. Was Callum Archie's move to Brisbane just about getting a more attractive contract? Should the Suns have tried harder to keep him? I I don't think it was just about a more attractive contract. I mean, the Suns haven't been fantastic, and um, I, I think that played a part in it, as well as the financial offers. But I think mm. at the same time, what's happened is Brisbane's got into his ear during the middle of the year and uh, been able to convince him that a move up the north up north is a good idea. He doesn't have to change too much about his family and where he's living. He's still comfortable here. Um, mm. It's just he's going to get paid more and supposedly valued more as a player. And that was the thing at the Suns. He was always fighting to try and get his spot. He didn't have a regular spot at the Suns. I think Brisbane's just sold him that dream. Yeah. I, I think there was a bit of money there, Shane. I think... Um, I think essentially when they when 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 Evans and John Haynes and Craig Cameron all sat down and really crunched the books and really went, okay, look, uh, we're we're in a bit of trouble here. Our salary cap is actually you know north of a hundred percent, and we we're going to need to trade some players away. And those players ended up trading away. Were started with Tom Lynch, and then it didn't end there, did it? That you know there were a number of other players who went last year. And I think one thing that the previous management did well is that they had your odd, your odds and evens. They had half the contracts expiring in the even years, and the contracts expiring in the odd years. And they tried to sort of lock away the talent who who so that they wouldn't come into free agency after eight years, but. Yeah, it happened with Lynch, and uh, anyway, um, so 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 what it comes down to, I think, Shane, is you've got guys like Lynch and May who were on probably overs for their age, but not their potential, and then guys like Hall and Cole Jasney and players essentially who are no longer at the Suns, who were getting better money than what their their output was. You know, they, they, they just they just wasn't the value for money. And so the new regime has come in and they've gone, we're going to have to find savings here on every contract extension that we do, and there are going to be, there's going to be attrition. And the attrition this year has been Jack Martin and Callum Archie. We know that's a fact. Whether it's all about money or money is just a contributing factor, but you know, Cal's Cal's been fifty. Four, he's played four years, right? 
So he's been fifth-year player this year. Would you be offering him 500000 or 600000 No. No, definitely not. But if you were his agent, would you be asking for that? Absolutely. That's the job of the agent. I mean, we've seen yeah. the value that um, some of these first-year draftees, we saw a few years ago with Ainsworth, Brody, Scrimshaw, Bose, all supposedly collecting paychecks of 400000 or so in their third and fourth years. Yeah. And I would say it's not if the agents are aware of this, it's not going to stop at players in their third and fourth years. It's going to go yeah. up to, to players with more experience saying, well, if these guys are getting this, this player should be worth this, according to you. Yeah. Well, Cal, Cal was the first of those players. So those four guys pretty quickly after they got drafted... They, they they came in. They they all they all, remember it was all they all announced. All of them were getting third and fourth year extensions, and they were going to be getting paid quite a lot of money, right? Yeah. Well, six months before that, Kalachi got his, did his extension. Mm. So, and he was only in his first year. So, they they pretty much got those five guys on the same two year extensions. It's just that Cal's expired earlier. So we saved money by getting rid of Scrimshaw before his deal kicked in and we've saved money by not caving into Kalachi's demands. Although I think we both know that there were a few other things going on. And we know that since then, Bose, Brody, and Ainsworth have re-signed again and we yeah. believe that their extensions are a bit closer to AFL standard. But That's right. But this is obviously all conjecture where... Pay payments for AFL players aren't made public, so and I think that's good because there's little things in there like you know Cal Cal's salary for the last season probably wasn't fantastic because he didn't play. There's probably little things in his contract to say you got to play this many games to get that much and da da da, and you can sign to agree to those things, but if you're going to move to a new club, you've got hand. You know if that club wants you there and. You know, I mean, I think I think it's I think it's bloody tampering is what I think it is, but I don't think the AFL has strong enough rules around interfering with another another club's player, and I don't think that Gil McLaughlin's really got the appetite to do that. But in in other competitions, you can't bloody go and make an offer and say, "Hey, what are you making at the Suns? We'll give you an extra hundred grand on top of that." And or we'll give you an extra year longer than they're willing to give you, or, or whatever. That's just that's draft tampering. It's, it's it really leaves a bad taste in the mouth. I don't like it at all. Mm. And speaking of draft tampering, Carlton's just had their second pick, pick number twenty, Sam Phillip. Again, I don't yeah. know much about this guy. I haven't heard too much spoken about him. Uh, before well, I think that, they wanted Deconning. Before that, at pick nineteen was Sam Deconning uh, going yeah. to Geelong. So, a key, key defender there. Um, all right. So, this year's draft, we're taking three gun midfielders in Raul, Anderson, and Flanders. That adds to our current batch of midfielders. We've got Swallow, Bowes. Uh, would you class Ainsworth as a midfielder or a forward? I think... He's going to be one of those 30% midfielders. You know, get, just chuck him in there for five minutes every quarter. Mm. And um, and if he's going particularly well, leave him there. You know, We've got um, Brody there but, you as know, well. We've got, I think I said Bose. Um, 
We've got Miles. But Bose, Bose can now play anywhere on the ground, and he's sort of developing into the mould of Fife and and Cripps and, and those guys who aren't really left that accountable. They can they can be, you know, like, like Dusty Martin doesn't even go through the whole game without laying a tackle because the whole rest of the team is willing to take up. That, so he can drift forward and do that kind of thing. I think Jack Bowes is is, uh, is is going to be more accountable than that, but I think that's his his role is just to be wherever he needs to be, and I think that's what Stuart Jew really wants him for. That's my opinion, anyway. Whereas we know Will Brody is just a just a, a midfield inside midfield bull, and and you know we we hope we hope that 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 you know, that's what he's going to do. Um, these new guys coming in are going to have to find their, their way in. Maybe they play their way into form to get these inside midfield jobs, but until they do, I think we've chosen them because they they, they had versatility. Well, what I'm trying to get at is we've got a lot of um, midfielders now, a lot of competition mm. for spots. We've got Miles Bowes, uh, Will Brady, Braden Fiorini, mm. Tuke Miller. Um, I guess Lockie Weller, you'd class as a midfielder as well. Corey Ellis. Um, going down the list here, we've got David mm. Swallow, Will Powell, mm. Jordan Murdoch, George Holland-Smith, Schoenfeld, Joyce. Um, Connor Badarek. Yeah. Um, McLennan, Badarek. We've now got Raul Anderson. Um, we've got a bunch of rookies as well in Mitch Reardon, uh, Sam Fletcher, yeah. um, Jacob Dawson, Nick Holman, Jacob Heron. There's there's a dearth of competition there. Um, yeah. I've used the wrong word, haven't I? There's no dearth. There's uh, ample competition there for spots for in the midfield, and it's going to be tough to, to pick a best 22, I think. Richmond's on the phone here. I don't know if it's if they're looking at getting a trade. So if the Suns, sorry to change the subject all of a sudden, if the Suns are going to come into the first draft, it's now or the following pick, which is is uh, Port Adelaide. There's a minute twenty left. Isn't this the last pick? Richmond's got the last pick of the draft. Is it the last, or is it the? I believe this is the last pick of the draft because Gold Coast had pick 22, which they gave to Carlton, and that was the start so of the second. Now or never. The, the page I'm looking on, it's got 22 there, but that could be that it's the first pick tomorrow. So, do you think... No, 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 it's it's right. Um, we've had Will Day... So, not Will Day. We've had Liam Henry, Tom Green... So, do you think... Where do you think Raul Anderson and Flanders play next year for the Suns? Do you think they're best 22? Do you think they're needful? Or do you think they're sort of on the fringe of breaking into the, the best 22? Mm. It's, a really, it's a really good question because we have been building up our midfield. They're not terrible, right? They're not... They're, you know, people go and say... Always use these really strongly worded, you know. Oh, the Gold Coast Suns are all fallen. I don't think these guys are. Oh, Thompson Dow, Richmond have picked Thompson Dow, Paddy Dow's brother. Um, so that's that's quite an interesting one. Bloody Richmond coming in at the end of the first round. They're the premiers, 
and they've got a pretty good quality kid who's slid to them. Uh, very interesting. Look, it, the, there's no easy answer, Shane. We 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 we, we had a, a shortage of midfielders, and now suddenly we've got too many. Um, can Tuk Miller reinvent himself as a defender? I think yes, and I think you think the same. We've talked about that on the show before. Can Tuk Miller reinvent himself as a pressure forward? I also think yes. Is he a good midfielder? Yes. But maybe uh, our midfield needs to start to sort of show a lot more versatility. And if we're going to pick 12 midfielders every match and they're going to rotate and need to have you know, that flexibility, then, yeah, guys who would ordinarily walk into our first 22 are now questionable unless they can really nail down a, a spot where they can um, they can do two things. Hmm. Yeah, looking over the, uh, the list again, I would say there's six players on the senior list. I think a walk-up starts for our, uh, our midfield, best 22, and that would be Bose, Brody, Fiorini... Um, Tuk Miller, Lockie Weller, and Will Powell. What about David Swallow? Oh, sorry. Yep. So it's seven. David Swallow as well. I think Tuk Miller was the one I missed initially because I feel like he could play in other parts of the ground. Um, yeah. Add to that, Raul and Anderson. You've got nine players there, and. Flanders as well. Obviously, we rate him highly enough to to give away the equivalent of what a pick nine or a pick ten to get him. Mm. Um, mm. So that's ten players there, and then on top of that, we've got Mitch Reid and, and Sam Fletcher, two players we picked at the supplemental section at the start of last year. Do you know who you've forgotten? Uh, of maybe. all of those players that you mentioned, you've forgotten Brendan Ellis and Hugh Greenwood. Ah, uh, of course, because they're not on the Suns' website just yet. No. So that's, and so, so there's there's midfielders coming out the, the wazoo. That's they're, 14, they're, yeah. Everybody play, is going to need to learn a second, a second trade. I think we've seen the end of Darcy McPherson and Jesse Joyce getting mid, midfield minutes, but it proves that the game plan is there for players like that to get minutes. Mm if they're in good form. And if McPherson's playing senior footy, then he'll get a little run through the midfield when we need it, and it'll it'll be with some a bit more class around him and a bit more size. Hmm. All right, well, that will wrap us up for tonight. The first round of the 2019 NAB AFL Draft is over. We had the Suns picking Matt Rowell at number one, Noah Anderson at number two, and then doing a pick swap with Carlton to trade pick 17 and 22 to get pick 11 and I believe it was 65. Uh, 62. 62. 62. And, and how, many, how many minutes have we got left, Shane? A uh, couple of minutes. Okay, so um, looking at Nightmare when he goes out to the sort of that sort of range, the, the kind of player that we're looking at, if, if, if they get that far, Mitch O'Neill, um, is, is, is touted to go third round, so we'd, we'd be hoping he gets to the fourth round. We've been linked to a player called Ryan Burns from Victoria. That's just a rumour I saw. Um, Ned Cahill is a guy who was highly rated earlier on in the year, not so much now. And I'll go a bit further. 
And we're looking at guys like um, mature age player Ben Sokol from WA, who uh, won the best on ground in the Waffle Grand Final, kicking six goals. So goal kicking, goal kicking medium forward. Um, and finally, the the, the big the big um, the big Smokey, who who is in the in the you know right in the position, is a. Uh, uh, a secure next generation player called Bigoa Nuon. Um, he's a he, he's a, a big key defender who uh, could be there for us to take. But who knows? Who knows what we do with that sixty two? Again, we've got picks to, to come come back back from the future. Well, I'd um, be surprised if we take another player. I think uh, we're going to elevate Holman to the senior list and. I think that pick would be used to match any bids for any of our academy prospects. Um, but that's it for tonight, Tom. We're going to have to leave our viewers or listeners here. Um, thanks for tuning in and supporting the GC Sunscast. Remember to check us out on patreon.com forward slash GC Sunscast. Uh, but until our next episode, which would probably be end of December, early January, go Suns. Go Suns. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. Gym sessions and sweaty summer activities are back, which means more funky smells in your clothes because sweat leaves behind bacteria that causes those hard-to-remove odors. Clorox Fabric Sanitizer products are ready to zap the stink out of fabrics in your home by getting rid of 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria. Eliminate odors in every load or sanitize fabrics between washes with one of our Fabric Sanitizer products. Search Fabric Sanitizer at Clorox.com to learn more. When it counts, trust Clorox. Use as directed.